Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Hallelujah. Such a joy to be in the presence of God along with all of you. I believe the Lord will do what He has planned to do. Yeah? I don't have any specific um, uh, disclaimer that He will do something that you want, but I want to tell you that He is faithful in doing what He has planned to do. And as I was meditating, I sensed the Lord saying that actually that He will release, He showed me the color red and I sensed that He will release power in our midst. Amen. So shall we bow our heads and start with a time of prayer. Father, we want to thank you for what you are planning to do in our midst, Daddy. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome your presence. We welcome your presence. We welcome your presence in our midst. Hallelujah. I sense the name Nisha and I believe that, I believe that the Lord remembers, the Lord remembers a time of furnace that you have gone through. And I sense that the Lord is turning things around in such a way that the Lord will make some of those people say that we have not seen a God who delivers like this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Daddy, we commit this time unto you. Hallelujah. Lord, Holy Spirit, we pray that you will hover over this place and everything that you have purposed in our lives. Holy Spirit, you come and have your way. I sense the name Mega. And I believe that the Lord is going to add... Uh, add so many virtues, godly virtues in your life. I see a season of uh, your blossoming coming. Hallelujah. Rain tal bazo koba shante kerere. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, I pray your heavenly wisdom and grace upon this dear sister, Lord. And I pray, O oh God, that you will give her, give her the abundant grace, O oh Lord, to maneuver this season according to the plans of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Lord, I want to pray, Lord, for those who are watching us online. Lord, I pray that your power shall penetrate into every living room, Lord, into every heart, O oh God, and do what you have planned to do today, Lord Jesus. As a family, we say, Amen, 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 Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I believe that the Lord has already started doing what he has planned to do in our midst. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Hallelujah. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. I believe some of us are here, wondering what is my plan in Christ Jesus. Whether I truly have a plan in Christ Jesus. I want to clearly make it so loud today that this word, even if some of the thoughts may pass, even if some of the reality may seem so loud in our lives, but the scripture, one of the characteristics that is spoken about the scripture is that heaven may pass, but this word will remain. And this scripture says that for I know God knows the plan that he has for each one of us. We get perplexed, we get confused because we don't know that plan. 
And we really want to know about that plan and we don't know that plan. That's why all this fuss is happening. But today, can we take a moment to anchor our faith in this tested word of God? That He has a plan for our life. Hallelujah. Will you speak to your, uh, to your neighbor that God has a plan for you? <laughs> See, we are talking about God plan, okay? So speak as if they, it's a, it's a, it's a good plan, okay? Yeah? Speak to your neighbor, God has a plan for you. It's absolutely fine that you don't know about it. It's absolutely fine you don't feel it. But today we are training ourselves to put our trust in the scripture. Hallelujah. God has a plan for your life because I'm going to build in to, to talk about how we can abide in the presence of God, in the word of God, being led by the spirit of God and transformed so that we will know the plan of God for our lives. But before that, we need to come to a consensus that He has a plan for our life. Amen? Maybe, maybe some of us are at crossroads now thinking, Oh, there are too many plans for me. And which one is God's plan? Yeah? But He is faithful. He says something about this plan, that I know the thoughts that I think toward you. I know the plans that I think toward you. Says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. If you are, I'll just give you one secret, one revelation about the plan of God. If you are a godly person, if you are a man or a woman of spirit, one characteristic of discerning the things of God is that his thoughts and his plans will have his peace. Amen. I praise God if you are a person who is able to discern the peace of God because his plan will always have his peace. And this peace has another characteristic that there will be so many, sometimes or at times there will be so many factors or data against this peace. But this peace is a peace that surpasses all understanding. Facts cannot bury the peace in the act of God. Hallelujah. The Lord has an amazing plan for each one of us. Ephesians chapter four, chapter 1 verse 4 talks about the plan that God has collectively to the church. For the church. He says, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. God is, I know that actually I'm talking about some basic foundations which we have already heard a, a, a thousand times, but I want to build on from this place. Yeah? We spoke about God having a plan for us. And this plan God did not start when we had our first cry. Okay, God saw us before establishing the foundations of the world and even at that time He saw us he chose us and he has kept a plan for us. Hallelujah. And I think actually some of you get, are getting a little bit confident now. So can you just turn your, to your neighbor and say, Hey, I'm sure God has a plan for you. Oh, that is little. Thank you, Jesus. Your word is powerful. Powerful. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 5. I'm going to build more and more confidence for you guys. Okay. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 27 talks about what is the output that God is expecting from us, from the church. What is that God is trying to do from the church? 
that he might present her to himself a glorious church. Not a weak church. Not a corrupt church. Not an immoral church. But God is pushing through the Holy Spirit, through His children, through the ministers of God, equipping the saints of God, reaching out to the world. Why? So that He'll be able to present the church the glorious bride at the coming of Lord Jesus Christ. Now you tell me whether He has a plan for you or not. Hallelujah. The Bible says actually no person can come to this earth by the decision of a man and a woman. All of us, the scripture says, are sent by God. And as I was dwelling on this verse, I just heard in my spirit the Lord saying the word Milan. And I believe that the Lord is unfolding the plans that he has for you in this season. I believe that the Lord is going to add new colors into your life. I sense that the Lord is going to uh, prepare your hands for the call that he has for you. And the Lord is going to add skill to your hands. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you, Lord, for ministering to us. So the Lord is preparing each one of us to be part of the church and trying to present the church as a church that has no spot and no wrinkle. But it is important for us to know how do we fit in how can I know the plan of God in my life? We know that man fell, man sinned. And then he fell short of the glory of God. So the plan of God for today, the New Testament church is redemptive. Everybody say redemptive. Okay, we had a fall, now we are recovering through Christ Jesus. He is redeeming the church. He is redeeming mankind. He has done everything that is required for us. Everything that is required has been done at the cross. Now the only thing that we need to do is to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and walk in that plan. Hallelujah. I know that is the only doubtful issue. But we need to know that this plan is redemptive and this plan is transformational in nature. We can only know the plan of God by a step-by-step transformation in our lives. Can we check that verse? Romans chapter 12 verse 2. Okay, it's so nice in uh, uh, New Living Translation. It says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Everybody say, let God. What is the meaning of let God? Allow God to change you, not by just simply cutting down your kilos first, but the scripture says, allow God, no, no, I didn't look at anybody. <laughs> not cutting down the kilos, I think God is so safe to say, say all these things. Yeah, just joking. But the scripture says the fundamental way in which we change our lifestyle is by letting God to invade my thinking. A new mindset will definitely produce a new behavior. A new mindset gives me 
invaded by the presence of God through the word of God. A new mindset will propel me into a new lifestyle that is according to the kingdom of God. Let God. The first encouragement I want to I give to church today is that let God in your life. Let God. Allow God. Open your heart to God. Give your time to God in the morning and let God. Open the scripture and let God. Pray in the spirit and let God. Come regularly to church or, or listen to the preaching online. Let God. Do not resist the work of God in your life. Let God transform you into a new person which means... God has the ability to transform you into a new person. Whatever be your background, how much of a sin is, is so deep in your life, God has the ability to transform you into a new person. And the scripture also reveals how he is planning to do that. This verse says that God is going to allow you or transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And I sense today the Lord is going to break some of the protocols in your mindset. Some of you have limited you because of your protocols. Some of you are in this situation, whatever it is, in this level because of the rigid framework that you have Created around you. Let God. Let God break the way you think. Allow Him to change the way you think. And it's so interesting. The next sentence. When you let God to change the way you think. The next verse says. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. Which is good. And pleasing and perfect. Often we are waiting for the reverse order. Lord reveal the good and pleasing and perfect will of God. And then I will change my way of thinking. But here the scripture is clearly saying. You will know only if you are willing to break the mindset that you have right now. I love God. I love God. Allow God, will you speak to your neighbor? Let's allow God to change our thinking today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because God wants us to think the way He wants us to think because we are not ordinary creation. Let's see what God wants to talk about us. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. Not any piece, but masterpiece. There's no photocopy of any of us. A lot of us are struggling to believe that. Look, Kanditaru. Eh? I don't have a feel of a masterpiece. Yeah? The Bible says that we are God's masterpiece, created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do Good things he has planned for us long ago. 
He has planned for us some things in our journey. And our make and our design is beautifully done, uniquely done for our journey. That is why the scripture says, do not compare yourself with other person. He has a different race and he has a different make. All that you have to do is to walk with the Holy Spirit. And with your make, you get into your race. Hallelujah. Masterpiece. I want to dwell here for a while. That we are God's masterpiece. What comes to your mind when you hear the word masterpiece? Sorry? Fire. Okay. Excellence. Wonderful. Excellent. Unique. There is no photocopy. That's true. Anything else? Sorry? Made of many pieces. Okay. 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 The best. The best. He has put everything into it. Are there any masterpieces in India other than us? No, no scripture answer, sorry. Sorry? Taj Mahal. Yeah. I think it's one of a kind that the moment I ask, are there any masterpieces in India? I think most of the time people come back saying, that, okay, this is Taj Mahal. Taj Mahal is the masterpiece. Why do you think it's the masterpiece? There is one of his kind, okay, okay. Built so many years back, but still charming. What do you think actually is helping it to be still shining? The unique marbles, the unique stone, okay, wonderful. Anything else? Any other thoughts? Sorry? I wanted to hear that a lot of maintenance is happening. 2019 December Times of India article says the government has spent 13.67 crores of rupees to maintain Taj Mahal over the last three years. Because we are a masterpiece that doesn't say that we don't have to maintain us in Christ Jesus. We are created in the design of Jesus who are called to thrive every day in the presence of Jesus. I am a masterpiece. You are a masterpiece designed by God who are called to dwell and walk and thrive daily in the presence of God. Do you know why that masterpiece requires so much of maintenance? One primary reason is the atmosphere pollutes it. I believe it's so true regarding our faith life as well. If we don't take care of ourselves in Christ Jesus, if we don't choose to change the way we think according to the scripture, if we don't intentionally set our minds on things above, the atmosphere will pollute us. If you guys are interested, you can type in Google and ask, the masterpieces which are not here anymore. And you will get, still get another list of masterpieces that is not here anymore. Which has been destroyed. 
Hallelujah. We are God's masterpiece whom God has created for a transformational journey that we will renew our mind daily and walk into the plans of God. Hallelujah. But every day as we give ourselves to the presence of God, every day as we transform our thinking, we will step into the now plan of God. The plan for me today according to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Will you speak to your neighbor that it's maintenance time? Hallelujah. Just as our cars and our SUVs, we need regular servicing, regular oil checking. Yeah? The tires need proper uh, air level. Yeah? This is very important. Hallelujah. The Bible says for this journey... When we want to transform to the image of Christ Jesus, we need the wisdom of God. A lot of people will say different things. Okay, you need to transform like this, transform like that. This philosophy, this ideology that you have to imbibe. But we need the wisdom of God. Whatever God is calling us into, He will not ask us to download third party apps. In today's contemporary language. Whatever God is asking us to get into, He doesn't need another source. He has released the wisdom of God to help us transform into His plans. James chapter 3 verse 17 says, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, then gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits. Next word I want to focus. Without partiality. If there is one person here who is really longing to be transformed to the image of Jesus. Yes, I want to transform to everything that you have called me into Lord. And I need your wisdom. If there is any person who is desiring like that. This scripture says the Lord will not look at your background. The Lord will not look at what you have accomplished thus far. The Lord will not check your background whether you are a new believer or an old believer or a middle or whatever. Yeah, He is a God without partiality. And then another verse in James chapter 1 verse 5 says, If any of you, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally. And without reproach. And it will be given to him. I tell to my children when they, um, uh, when they study for exams. Sometimes they say this is very difficult. I say anything that we feel dis- uh, difficult. First step, pray. Second step, believe that God will help. God has listened to your prayers and God will help. Yeah. It is applicable in every walk of our life. I sense that some of you here today are just thinking, okay, I have tried this area many times. The Lord has showed me this area many times. I'm not able to transform. I want to tell you, pray and believe that God is going to help you. Hallelujah. So today, I, I think I have, uh, I have set a foundation that it is so important for us 
to transform so that we will know the will of God. We don't want to live for a long life and then to know that actually, hey, I missed everything that God has for me. I missed out the whole plan. I missed out the whole storyline. I was nowhere near God's plan. We don't want to hear that. We don't want to ruminate on that thought at the fag end of our life. I think when our life is about to end, I think we should have great memories of taking sacrificial steps for Jesus. We should have amazing, amazing stories of how we took steps of faith and obeyed the Holy Spirit and how we transformed some other's life. Hallelujah. That is the case we should be willing to transform. Anybody who is not willing to trans that person's form will be stuck. There is a transfer from form to form because we are seeing this majesty every day and he is changing us every day. Hallelujah. Anybody who is rigid, resisting the plans of God, the counsel of God, he will be stuck in this race. So today I am going to give you six A's for transformation. And just like every answer in church and junior church, everything starts with God. Any question you ask in junior church, the answer is Jesus. So if you ask actually who eats bananas, still people will, children will say Jesus. Because junior church, the answer is Jesus. Thank God our junior church is such a blessing. Hallelujah. So first A starts with abide. Why? Because the scriptures is not because we wanted to promote Jesus. But Jesus doesn't require any promotion. Okay. John chapter 15 verse 5 says, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abide in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Everybody say nothing. I checked many languages, many Bible, nothing, nothing itself. Okay, in Hebrew, Greek, all languages, this nothing means nothing. Nothing that has value in the kingdom of God. Without abiding in the wine, without abiding in Christ Jesus, how much ever your studious intellect, how much your skill, you will not avail much to the kingdom. So we start with Christ Jesus. Take a decision to abide in Christ Jesus. How do we abide, Pastor? Just set aside some, start by setting aside some time with your master. Basic thing. You want to talk to somebody? You want to talk sense to somebody? Take some time away and start talking to that person. What will happen when you take time like that? John chapter 10 verse 27 says, When you take time like that, when you spend your time with God like that, when you start, I was teaching my child yesterday for exams. So the first step was pray. Second step was believe that Jesus heard your prayer and he is going to help you. Third step was start study. No, no, not close the book. Okay. Third step is start. I want to tell you the same thing. Start. Start. 
start. Start your time with God. Let God in your time. No one else can do that for you. And in your first, and the fourth step, which I told my boys, celebrate what the grace of God enabled you. You could sit today for 10 minutes with Jesus, celebrate. But when we sit like that, the scripture says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I believe as I was preparing this verse, I heard the name Mary. And I believe that Mary is going to hear the voice of God in a very accurate mission. That the voice of the Lord is going to clearly speak to you in the days to come. And he shall be your guide. Hallelujah. When we sit in the presence of God, the Lord will speak. The Lord will direct you. How beautiful it will be when you have the creator who knows everything, who is all powerful, starts to direct your steps just as it is mentioned in the scriptures. For that, that one missing step is you taking that initiative to spend time with God. Start somewhere. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 talks about how we can let God in another way. Talks about how the word of God is going to speak to us. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. How many of you have felt in your life sometime that I don't understand me? I don't know what's going in my mind. Okay? If you don't know anybody, I have been there. Okay? Yeah? Sometimes you, you, you are blank and you feel blah. But you don't know what is happening within. You sometimes don't know how to process it. And that's when sometimes when you allow the word of God, the word of God is a specialist in discerning, not causing division in the church, but division of soul and spirit. It discerns to the finest level. It finds out what is happening within you. It helps you to discern your emotions and it brings to the surface so that you are able to process that and speak it to the Lord. Hallelujah. Get back to your time with the word of God. This is the living word of God. Only probably one version is called New Living Translation, but it has been living all the way. Yeah? The word of God has been speaking all the way. So allow the word of God to speak to you. Speak to you. Let God through the word of God. Get back into a discipline of reading the word consistently and acting on it. The Bible says in Psalm 119, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. When you have the word in you, 
you will see light in your path. Can we have that image? I want to bring an analogy of um, something that we probably would have learned in our previous years. Till now I was speaking about the book of Ephesians, but in this book of physics, in the chapter of ray optics, the theory of dispersion, this white light, when it goes through a prism, it brings out color. If we think that we are this prism, it doesn't have a light of its own. To bring out the color that God has planned in our lives, to bring out the talents that God has planned in our lives, you have to allow this white light to come into our lives. And one, I, one good thing I really like about this analogy is that this is the feature of white light alone. No other source can help you to bring out the best in your life. No other source can amplify the things that God has put in your life. Allow God. Let God. Will you speak to your neighbor? Let us let God. Hallelujah. Because when you allow this God to come into your life... This light will start shining into different areas of your life. You can see that the moment it comes inside that prism, there is a bend that is happening. I want you to know that actually do not allow the word and what the Lord says to simply pass by. Absorb it. Receive it. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 says, those who are led by the Holy Spirit are the sons of God. So the moment we allow God in our life, God is committed and faithful and He will start leading you in different ways. He will show Himself in your time of prayer. He will speak to you through the word. He will speak to you through people. He will speak to you through the Holy Spirit. But the moment God intervenes, when He shows that light into your life, I want to move to the second step and that is, you will have, second A, awareness of the area of change. Because if we need to transform, we need to know where I should change. Where I should transform. So this light that God is sending into our life will show us the area of change. John chapter 16 verse 8 8 talks about the Holy Spirit. When He has come, He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. When the Holy Spirit shows this torch into your heart, into your behavior, into your speech, into your thought life, don't try to put it down. Don't try to resist. When you resist, your transformation journey ends there. Let God. He is a God who loves you and who is committed to help you grow day by day into the image of Christ Jesus. When you know His plan is not to to trouble you, when you know that His plan is not for harming you, let God. Let God. I want to tell you, when you start by allowing God to to intervene in your life in one area, He will start doing that day by day in different areas of your life. Hallelujah.
Will you speak to your neighbor? Let us love God. Hallelujah. So you saw in that image actually there is a light that is coming into the prism. And then there is a bend. I want to encourage you when the Lord shows that torch or light into your life. Accept that into your life. Do not teach the Holy Spirit about sin. He has been doing that work for a long time. And he is an expert, subject matter expert in that area. Okay, so let's not teach the Holy Spirit that was not sin, but it was the weakness. I was going through the side, but I fell down. Now when the Holy Spirit shows that light, repent and accept what the, what the, the, the seed of transformation that he is bringing in. Hallelujah. Because when Jesus shows that light into your life, he will call you to follow him. Matthew chapter 16 verse 24 and 25 says, When Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, if anyone is wanting to get into this transformational journey, they should be willing to lay down their forms and keep on transforming and take the cross and follow Jesus. Hallelujah. This is a very tough stage. This is a stage where some of the people actually decide, okay, it's not worth it. They do cost-benefit analysis and risk-reward analysis metrics and finally it doesn't tally well. I want to encourage you, it is worth it. Because after this verse, the scripture asks that million-dollar question, even if you have got, possessed, the whole world. But if you are not able to save your soul, then what benefit you have? So I want to encourage you church, whatever the Holy Spirit is reminding you. And I believe the Holy Spirit is even at work now. Can we just close our eyes for a minute? And I want to pray that the Holy Spirit will give you that first area of transformation in your life. First area of transformation to start with. Hallelujah, Holy Spirit. We want to thank you. We want to thank you. If you have been living without a purpose, if you have been living without knowing what is the core of my life in Jesus Christ, will you commit to this journey of transformation? Will you speak to the Lord, Lord Jesus, I commit to this journey. I commit to this journey. The Lord knows a willing heart. The Lord knows the heart that is behind his agenda, behind his plan, behind the Lord's desire. Lord, I commit to this journey, Lord. I pray, Daddy, to everyone who has committed to this journey, will you reveal that first step that they have to take? I pray, Holy Spirit, will you light up our hearts right now? Right now. Right now. Right now. And show us that first area where you want us to transform. Oh, hallelujah. I sense that 
the lord is healing somebody in your heart who is prone to lying that you have been telling lies after lies to defend you to protect you to cover up that inferior feeling that you have i see the lord coming down into your into your place and embracing you the lord is not judging you but he is there to help you he is there to help you thank you jesus thank you jesus daddy we want to pray oh god that you give us the grace to respond respond with your grace respond with your grace to the area that you have shown us lord in jesus name we pray amen amen hallelujah so we accepted what the lord spoke to us the next a is acknowledge we accepted it personally we acknowledge it be comfortable to talk to people or or in your peer groups or to your mentors or to your accountability partners that hey this is something that the holy spirit wants me to work on and i'm partnering with him and i'm working on it it's not a shame it's not a shame some of you might be looking so good and perfect here but i want all of us to know that all of us are under construction there is a big board of renovation going on work in progress over our lives so if i know that about you and if you know that about me then let's be so real about it let's be so supportive to each other saying hey this is that one area i'm working on i'm finding a little difficult to regularly pray or read the scripture i'm finding a little challenging that i'm reacting to people when they speak ill about me and and uh, holy spirit just put that torch on me recently and i'm working on that right now what is that one area which you are working and if that person says he's not working then you need to pray for that person yeah encourage each other knowing that we are in a race in separate tracks there is no competition separate tracks glorifying god and partnering with the holy spirit acknowledge and whatever challenge that you are going through i want to release second corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 over you and he said to me my grace is sufficient to you for my strength is made perfect in weakness i want to release that over everybody who will be working on their areas of transformation that the lord's grace your pastor sometimes may not be able to help you your peers sometimes may not be able to help you but this promise is not by even someone who translated this into english but this is the promise from the lord god almighty that his grace is enough for your transformation and his strength shall be made perfect in your weakness in a way that when people look at you when the grace of god comes over you there was a weakness before but right now we cannot see it because the grace of god the strength of god has made perfect 
in your weakness. Hallelujah. We move on. And when you hold on to God, when you rely on God, when you take that step to accept the correction that the Lord is showing, accept that area that the Lord is showing and acknowledge that and work on it, you will progress. And Apostle Paul talks or rejoice about that. He says, but the, by the grace of God, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. I want you to appreciate you whenever you tap into the grace of God. I want, to, I want you to appreciate yourself whenever you partner with the grace of God and not take the grace of God in vain. Hallelujah. And the last step is A for act intentionally and consistently. Do not go back today and just pastor said that, let me start with five goals. No, 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 no. No. This is, this is not about an emotional high. Yeah? Emotion means energy. Lord of energy emotion. Yeah? When that motion stops, that energy also stops. Act intentionally. I dwell in the presence of God. I saw in the word of God. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. Yes, I know about an area where I should change. I accepted it. I acknowledged it. I praise God that I have the grace of God to progress in that area. Now I want to act on it with the grace of God. Consistently. Intentionally. I want to do it. Not emotionally, but intentionally. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 24 says, The hand of the diligent will rule. I believe that when you walk with the Holy Spirit in this manner, you will rule wherever the Lord has placed you. You will rule in your families. We need the godly to rule. The families. Families are too much under attack. We need the godly to rise up in family and rule. In every sector we need the godly to be alive and, and they will rule. Hallelujah. But some people... They put coal tar on that prism. Or for some people upon their prism they have so much of scars and so much of so much of covering around that prism that they are not able to receive that white light. They are tired showing off that actually we also have colors. But nobody can see that. Because only the entrance of thy light can bring me to that place of blossoming. And it is important for us to know that if this is not at the center of my heart, if I don't have a passion to transform into the image of Jesus Christ daily, then something else is occupying the center of my heart. That's very dangerous. I'm going to show you another video very soon. 
That has so much of lessons for us. Little deadly video, okay? Yeah? But I'm going to tell you that do not allow anything to invade the center of your heart. Walk with God. Allow God. Act intentionally, not emotionally. If you are emotional, there are some vulnerable times for every human being. I'll give you an acronym. HALT. H-A-L-T. If you are any of these, you need to halt and you shouldn't act. H is for hungry. Don't act. First, have some food. A is for angry. Yeah? Calm down. Have some water. Calm down. And do you know that today the psychological field is trying to combine these two and there is a new emotion called hanger. A deadly one. Deadly one which is characterized by high irritability, low blood sugar, high release of cortisols. I think that may be the time when parents take that real hanger and give a whack. So it's for hungry, A for angry, L for lonely. Don't take great decisions when you feel lonely. You might be lonely, but you have to handle that feeling. You have to process that emotion. And T is for tired. So whenever you feel hungry, angry, lonely and tired, halt. But go in the presence of God and take intentional decisions to to transform to the glory of God. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 says, Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. It's okay you have few kilos extra. Okay? You can manage that. Okay? It's okay. The scripture doesn't say your body determines your whole life. No, I'm not giving a license for extra calories or kilos. No, 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 no. The scripture is giving so much trust that God, your heart above all else. Everybody say all else. If there is one thing that you want to guard at priority number one, that is your heart standing towards God. For it determines the course of life. I'm going to talk about Saculina Garcini. It's not a Spanish football player. It's a parasite. Okay? But it gives nicely to a king crab. I'm going to talk about a parasitic relationship between king crab and Saculina carcini. King crab is so huge, very tasty, very costly. The guy on top, masterpiece. Yeah. And the Saculina carcini is, I would say, microscopic. But when it comes on this crab, there are different kinds of crabs, you know, like different human beings. Yeah? Scientists say some are not tolerant at all. With its big hand, 
it will take that parasite then and there but some are okay okay two three days he sits on my belly nothing happens but this guy what he does is actually as soon as, soon as he lands on this crab he drills deep down a canal and starts to suck every nutrient that is coming into the crab scientists say some crabs even don't bother at that point in few days time it grows and establishes its colony like what you are going to see in that video but at that time it has become kind of a jellyfish or kind of a big mushroom in that size now the crab decides this guy i thought i'll give some space but this guy is too much let me pluck him out but now when the crab tries to pluck him out his hand is not moving the crab has been hijacked the nervous system has been hijacked in few days time it is very interesting i want to encourage you to go go and read about this in few days time the parasite will control the brain of the crab the crab will not be able to understand whether it is a male or female even crabs having gender crisis i guess you guys go and read after a while when this parasite has so much of offsprings within the crab it will lead the crab to other crabs why to expand its kingdom what is the core of your heart do not allow anything that is not of god to take the center seat of your heart our body is designed in such a way that the body will take what is required and pushes out the waste our respiratory system is created in such a way that actually we will get the oxygen and the whole lungs will compress to push out the carbon dioxide but the lord tells us regarding the heart you take care you take care can we quickly see that video please it's just a 1 minute video i'm just and then i'm winding up see what you see in the bottom is that parasite which was very tiny at one point but now it has become something close to a jellyfish now what the only see the hands of the king crab it is lethal but of no use only the antennae is moving its movement is limited and in a short time it's going to die yeah thank you thank you team yeah so we're going to pray today and i want to encourage you that if there is anything that is blocking you from being transformed to the image of christ jesus anything that matters to the heart 
tomorrow is not the day we have to deal it here and now if you are not able to deal the aspects of your heart you speak to an elder you speak to trained counselors get help because the bible says above all guard your heart shall we pray father we want to thank you for this time we want to thank you for this time daddy i bless i bless everyone watching me right now online and those who are here lord i thank you jesus for the seeds of transformation that you have released into our lives lord jesus i pray god if there is anybody struggling to allow the light of jesus christ to allow to to enter into their lives lord i pray that you will heal them right now open their mind lord help them lord to change their thinking style lord i pray everything that is revolting against the will of god in their mind realm oh together as a family we break it in the name of jesus and lord jesus we pray you shine your light into their lives lord or we pray oh god that your light will enter into their lives and they will accept your light and they will blossom they will blossom they will blossom Lord we want to pray Lord over the church that each one of us will walk in the full potential that you have for us Lord Thank you Lord and that if there is anybody here who have given that center place of our heart to some parasite something that is not of the kingdom some emotion sourced by the enemy some hatred some wound some complaint some unhealthy emotion lord jesus we ask your grace to stand with them lord and help them lord pluck it out right now right now right now lord we don't want to allow that to become our core belief lord we want to believe that you love us and you have done everything that is required for us lord and we will prosper we will walk in fullness in Christ Jesus thank you lord i want to pray peace that surpasses all understanding over everyone here lord we want to give you all praise and glory we are so excited lord lord jesus for what you are going to do in the days to come in jesus name we pray amen amen thank you for listening to this sermon For more sermons please do visit us at wscc.in